0: Now, here's AKA Radio Red.
1: (laughs) Radio Red in the house. I'm cracking up my guests already. We haven't started the show and they're (laughs) laughing. This is not a comedy show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the first of May. I don't know if we have a Maypole to dance around or there used to be a serial called Maypole. I think that's where it came from. Uh, This is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives, where I talk every week to three or more interesting people. (laughs) To me, a creative is just a human being who does something interesting in their life. It could be a writer, it could be a dancer, a singer, a Musician, an artist, a photographer, or could be somebody who designs jewelry or somebody who travels and designs their trips. Could be somebody who's a gardener or a boater. It could be somebody who just, I don't know, buys old cars and fixes them up. Those are all creatives in my book. So I've got three wonderful creatives here. But before we start, I didn't rehearse this with my guests. I hope you're not all shocked, but I want you to put your hand up and make the sign of the letter L, please. Okay. And on the count of three, come on, Angelique, on the count of three, you're all going to join me and we're going to say after one, two, three, hello, L, L, L. Here we go. One, two, three, hello, Hello. L, 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 L. Now, Andrew, Andrew's my new engineer to not bad, Andrew. They did pretty well. A little raggy on the the second L, but very, very good. LLL is lovely lanky Laura Leg. She's a lady I met dancing many, many years ago in New York. And the only and she's our most loyal listener. The only problem is that she lives in Whitestone, New York, and it doesn't start with the letter L. So I've been taking up a fictitious GoFundMe to get her moved somewhere. London was too hot last year, and Larchmont is just Not classy enough for Laura. So, Laura, I'm going to surprise you, but I did a little looking up of places that start with L, and I'm going to throw out one, two, three, four, five, six, nine places, and you can let me know by email where you want to go. Las Vegas is one, Louisville, Kentucky is another, Long Beach, California, Lexington, Kentucky, well, that wins with two, Lincoln, Nebraska, Lubbock, Texas, not so sure, Laredo, Texas, ah. Little Rock, Arkansas, and Lancaster, California, wherever the heck that is, that has 164,000 population. And I think mm-hmm. you might be happy there. So, Laura Legs, you let me know which place you want us to fictitiously move you to. And do any of my guests have a favorite of the ones I mentioned? Anybody? Vegas mm-hmm. or Long Beach? Or yeah, L-
2: L- 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 mine mine would be Las Vegas because it's just so much fun. There's so much. Okay,
1: maybe Laura's ready for yeah. She, well, she could dance there. That would be mm-hmm. fun. Okay, so we we got to vote for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So this is May first, as I said, it's 121st day of the Gregorian calendar in the year 2023. There are 244 days left in the year. This is the 18th Monday, and nobody cares about that except me. But the reason I mentioned 244 is we're all glad to be here. And my guests, I haven't formally introduced them yet. We have Angelique Meadow, we have Diane Jericho, and we have Andy Hahn. And I'm going to tell you all that New Year's before, just before New Year's Eve, before 2024 is going to be very special because we're all here and we've gotten through years of difficulties. So Andy, I'm guessing that you might have your grandfather's whiskey still somewhere in the backyard. You're going to gen up that whiskey still and it's going to take away. You need to start soon if you want good whiskey for New Year's Eve. Diane, I think you're going to be making Kahlua in a sink in the garage and the flavors <laughs> need time to meld and mix. So you're going to be starting it very, very soon because it's May already. Angelique, you're you're going to be buying a classy bottle of champagne from an online <laughs> liquor store, but the shelves are going to be empty very soon because we're, we're getting for the middle of, to the middle of the year. So I want you to get started. So you've all been warned at the 244 mark. I want you all to uh, know, that, let me see, what else do I want you to know? This is Taurin, Taurus. Anybody a Taurus here? Any Taurus birthdays? No? Well, very quickly, I think you all can be Maybe honorary Torians like a Toreador, It's a Torian. Uh, Torians enjoy relaxing in serene environments. Anybody here like mm-hmm. relaxing in a serene? Andy, are you a serene environment person? Oh, I'm right yeah. in a serene right now. There you are. Surrounded by soft, <laughs> soothing aromas and sound, succulent flavors. Oh, well, let's go out to oh. dinner. Ruled oh. by Venus, Taurus is the most oh, sensual of the Zodiac. Ooh. I don't want to get personal, but you all look like that. <laughs> Taurians are steadfast. They're loyal. They're devoted friends and lovers, but they're stubborn, and they stay in unhealthy relationships, jobs, or homes too long to prove a point so I'm nobody guilty you know I don't want a uh, Cher is a, a Taurus Kelly Clarkson Janet Jackson Tina Fey Megan Fox Jerry Seinfeld my goodness George Clooney uh mm-hmm. Channing, Channing Tatum from Magic Mike uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson David Beckham Adele is a Taurus did anybody see the mm-hmm. the final um Andy Andy what's his name uh, I'm sorry the final late late show did you see it this week it was the final show, and it was quite something. And uh, mm. Carpool with Carpool Karaoke had Adele, and they were doing a oh, lot of Adele songs, awesome. and it was quite, quite beautiful. James Corden. I don't know why I was thinking of Andy Richter. James Corden. You know, he's and fun in the I end. watched yeah, the I pre-show. The Late Late Show is now off the air officially because he retired mm. after eight years, and they're not replacing it. So wow. interesting. So somebody might take over Carpool Karaoke, but it was good. Yeah, okay, was so... Fun. Let me tell you, I have three very, very special guests here, and I'm going to give you a little tiny peek at who they are, and then they're going to fill us in with a complete bio in the three-minute version, okay? So just wave when I call your name, Angelique Meadow. She spells it Meadow without the A-M-E-D-O-W. At age five, she was busy writing a business plan. For what? A lemonade stand. Why? She wanted to heal her family with the truth, we'll hear her version, and interior decorating, redecorating. At five, that was quite quite a feat, <laughs> She has since founded two more companies, Will You, in building ideas. Angelique, can't wait to hear more from you, and thank you for joining me. Then we thank have you. Diane Terrico Wave hello. She wanted to support her family. Boy, we've got some really hardworking people here, and she found a massage therapy school that she attended. She's now the owner of, I love this name, Get the Knots Out Therapeutic Massage Center. Since 1999, you don't look old enough to have a business since then. And she specializes in something called active, isolated, stretch therapy. We're going to learn a little Mm -hmm. bit about that. Maybe we'll get a lesson. And then we have Andrew Hahn. I can say Andy. Do you want me to say Andy? Andy okay. is perfect. We're such good friends. Sid is his credential. He's a licensed clinical psychologist and the founder of Life Centered Therapy. He also uses something called Enneagram Elegant Framework to understand the self and understand others. And Andy will give us a little lesson in that. I'm calling this, in honor of you, Angelica, I'm calling this episode Building Creativity. So everybody, oh, welcome okay. to... Okay, I have to pick a, a a way to differentiate this from the hundreds of shows I've done every week I have to think oh, what am I going to call it? This week mm-hmm. it's building creativity. So there you go. Radio red in the house, very happy to be here and I want to welcome my new engineer Andrew. He's a uh, Andrew. On Monday nights, it's a one name wonder. We don't give your last name, so it's just Andrew. And he's the friendly one. He always asks my guests, "How are you today?" And everybody answers back, and it's always nice. So let's get the party started. Angelique, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please do me the honor fill in the blanks in your bio? I just gave two sentences. There's a lot more. And welcome, and tell us about the creativity in your life. Welcome.
3: Well, creativity starts with the ability to be curious about ourselves. And so it was always important to me to ask questions. I don't know if anybody else here asked their parents a lot of questions than they were, when we were growing up. Oh, why is the sky blue? You know, wh- Why do we have to eat peas for dinner? Whatever the question might be, if we can continue to ask these questions, it allows us to creatively get to know ourselves. And when we know ourselves, everything can blossom.
1: So tell me about that lemonade stand. And what were you trying to do when you were five? And how did you know how to write a business plan? Let's start from the beginning. Three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: Well, for for me, I, I just knew because I had a pretty stressful childhood. Everybody has stresses in their childhood, right? But at five, I knew that I was ready to pack up my little red Samsonite with my stuffed animals and leave the house. And I almost made it, except my mom stopped me and said, but what are you going to eat? And I said, well, all the animals can eat outside. Why can't I just you know, go find some nuts and berries and stuff like that? And she said, no, you have to have money. You have to have real food. And that's when my world came tumbling down, and I realized I needed money to get out of the house, and that was part of my freedom. So freedom within is one thing, but freedom on the outside does require a little bit of money to get by sometimes. So I went out and started my lemonade stand and uh, only made 25 cents that day and realized lemonade ain't going to do it. So I started my business plan right then and there.
1: I have to tell you, there's a commercial on TV for one of the banks, uh, Angelique, and a little girl has a lemonade stand. A man walks up and he says, I'll oh, have a glass of lemonade. He picks it up and she says, that'll be five dollars, please. And he looks at her and says, what? And she says, inflation. And he says, how come? And she says, supply chain issues she's about five nice. she's absolutely adorable but i i thought of you when i saw the end uh
3: she was smarter than i was thank you
1: well she was paid to be yeah she's already a paid actress at five so what can i tell you yeah thank you very much we have so much more thank to you. hear from you and learn from you diane now i'm calling you diane diane jericho you're up next diane please honor us with a little bit about how you got started and what is creativity to you go ahead diane
2: Um, creativity to me is surviving every day, living happy and, um, just trying to change your words to help you change your life to be better. Um, and for me, it was, um, getting out of a bad relationship. I was married with two kids and, you know, when he was picking on me, that was one thing. But when he was picked, when he started with the kids, I was like, Oh no, no, no. So um, I had to reinvent myself and empower myself, which I was always so shy. Um, but when when the, my sister suggested massage, and I, I knew I wanted to help heal people, and when that school was in my town, I was like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to check it out. And the the couple that ran it were such nice older people, and they worked with me. With the I worked part time, and I pay you know I paid them as I went. And wow, what a healing, a healing um, whole career this has been for me and how I
1: get to help others. I, I feel truly blessed in this. That's a lovely story. So you went for, you were probably enjoying massages as well. I'm assuming that you were the beneficiary as well. No, you didn't get massage. You just, I had, I had no clue.
2: I always thought that, you know, they were just, you know, feel good, spa, but um, I really had no clue how good they felt and how healing they were.
1: And it wasn't you until are. I
2: opened my office and I trained other therapists that I started getting massages. I couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't even ah. afford a
1: massage.
2: Wow. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But wow. That that's very very interesting. Yes, massage has been. I used to have a. I used to live in Great Neck on the north shore of Long Island, and there was a beautiful place called Butterfly Garden, a block and a half from the co-op, the apartment building I lived. It was a nice, nice section of town. And I discovered they had not only massage, but they had, it was like in the middle of this great big hall in the middle of this upstairs in a building, they had, it was almost like an igloo and you walked into a door, but it was glass or plastic blocks that looked like bricks and they were translucent. And the floor was heated, marble and wood, part marble, part mm-hmm. wood. And it was the meditation room, they called it. And before mm-hmm. or after your massage, you could go in, I know, and just lie on the floor. They give you a towel and, and you used a brick for your head or and you covered it with a towel and you could stay in there as long as you wanted. And sometimes you would just lay on the heated floor and just and that was part of the experience. They also had a mm-hmm. a, a little fruit and vet, fruit fruit bar, and they would make oranges for you mm-hmm. if you wanted, and serve mm-hmm. serve fruit and, and a smoothie. And it was like a dream. I went every single week for several months. I was feeling very, I was doing well in business, and I every Friday I walked up there and had my massage.
2: Mm-hmm. And Good for it was, you. I
1: don't blame you. That sounds. Amazing. That was an experience. It wasn't just a room with a table, but it was quite an experience. But I digress. Good memories. Thank you. Andy Hahn, welcome. Let's hear your story. Who are you? What the heck are you doing here, Andy? Go go
4: ahead. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, That's a great question, but I'm open to finding out. I think that's what I would say about creativity. It's like, it's very interesting being with three women because if I think of creativity right now, I think of it as being sort of the sacred union between two things that are uh called together and when they're called together something new gets created in a sense that these two things come together and you wouldn't think they would necessarily have anything to do with each other but somehow they find a way to merge and the uh, whole is greater than the sum of the parts and then i think it's something about being a vessel you know so mm. like if something can come through me so it's like maybe it's my uh being around three amazing women. Ah, oh, so
1: your flattery is getting you everywhere. Tell me about life-centered therapy and, and what this special Enneagram thing is. Go ahead, Andy.
4: Life-centered therapy is a framework for understanding life and understanding what, what gets people stuck and how you can get unstuck. And basically, uh, you can use it for anything. So you can use it for physical things like chronic pain or chronic fatigue or autoimmune disease. You can use it for mental things like anxiety or emotional things like depression or relational things like bad relationships or spiritual things like alienation. And essentially what it is, is it's a five-step process where you have to find out what is the most important thing to work on. And then you have to find out where you're stuck and what you need to do where you're stuck, where someone's stuck. And then you take a journey and then you see if something changes and you've learned something. And in a, in a nutshell, what I tell you, why I think people suffer and trauma are the same thing. And I think it's just something that can't be handled. And when something can't be handled, you get stuck there. But you're not aware of it. You play it out over and over and over again. So, of course, you can't be creative because you're living in the past. And all healing is, is mastering what couldn't be handled. And it's very simple to say how to do it, which is when something can't be handled, in that moment, a discomfort is born. Just like you were born in a moment, Red, or I was born in a moment. It was born in a moment. And it's not part of you. It's, it's it's a living being. And if you can choose to become the discomfort that is associated with something that you're anxious about or judgmental about, like an actor becoming a role in a play or a movie, mm-hmm. suddenly you no longer unconsciously act it out. What you do is you choose to become it. And then you let it share its story while you say, I'm here with you and I'm bearing witness to you and I'm holding you and I'm accepting you and I'm not you. And the second that happens, it goes back into its pure form, which is energy. And the discomfort just goes away and your problems either go away or you don't have any suffering about them anymore, at which point you don't have a problem. And that's life-centered therapy in a nutshell.
1: Thank you, Andy. Very, very interesting. I I used to have... uh extreme anxiety on airplanes and I took a brief class with somebody who said he had a, a cure and part of that experience was you said to the anxiety I see you you're here I acknowledge you. you even have to give it a name and then you do a certain counting and breathing exercise over a period of you count to 21 briefly I don't remember the whole process but you don't say, oh, my God, I'm anxious I'm going to die. You just say, hi, you're here. Okay, you're sitting on my shoulder. Let's have a conversation. And you accept it, you acknowledge it, you deal with it, and then you do whatever that particular process was. And I will tell you, it worked on several occasions. It worked like a charm. So, Andy, thank you very much. Very, very interesting. And and thank you for that very concise overview, review. I know people will appreciate that. Thank you, all three of you, for your bios. Very interesting people. And I have to do a shout out, of course, to Steve Harrison's National Publicity Summit. That's where I met all of you, right? At a recent mm-hmm. summit. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, I get 99. point Well, I'm down to about 89.9% of my guests each year from the summit. And uh, it's very interesting. I call it speed booking for guests because I go to a five hour Zoom call and I visit 15 to 17 breakout rooms expertly monitored by the staff at the publicity summit. And I get to meet people like Andy and Angelique and Diane and I have two and a half minutes on the clock to speak with them, to hear their pitch, to write down their name, their phone number, their email, take notes on what they did, give them a date on my show, and then move on to the next person and the next room. And it's speed dating, speed booking, for, and that's how I do it. So anyway, I'm very happy the three of you are here. And if anybody's wondering, I don't say, oh, Andy, you'd be good with Diane and you'd be good with Angelique. It's just, this is the next date. Are you available? Yes, thank you very much. And that's how I book it. And I love these mashups Mm -hmm. of people from different Perspectives, different careers, different paths, different ideas about creativity. That's why it's so special. So, thank you very much. Let's move on. I've asked each of you to send me a fictional quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric. We've got a good mix today. Wait till I get to Diane's. I don't want to give any clues here. Angelique has sent me a scene from the movie, not what I was expecting. The movie is The Princess Pride, 1987 American. Fantasy, adventure, comedy, film. And Angelique used to be it was either a drama or a comedy. Now, it's a fantasy, (laughs) a space opera, epic opera, space opera. It's a franchise. It's a film. It's a dramatic comedy, introspective adventure. And they take about 12 different things and mash them up. And you really don't know what the movie is. But it means it might make you laugh, and it might make you cry, and it might make you say... Ooh, right, Andy. So we, we're never sure what we're going to get in all of them. Very, very in, insightful. So Angelica sent the the scene from uh, Billy Crystal is the medicine man, and Carrie Elwes Elwis is the man in black. Oh, Diane's loving this already. And Billy Crystal says, "What you got? Here, what you got here that's worth living for?" And the man in black says, "True love." Okay, Angelique, what does this have to do with creativity? Talk to me.
3: <laughs> because we need a
1: why. We need to know why we're doing
3: all this hard work. We need to know why we get up in the morning. We need to know why it matters. You know, if we, if if I didn't have a love for myself and a love for life, I wouldn't be here right now. And I don't mean just uh, alive. I mean here on your show. So we need to be able to tap into that. But as the rest of the quote goes or this from that scene, he was accused of saying to blame, which means to bluff. And then it all goes downhill from there because that's the ego mm-hmm. side of things. Right, Andy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have the choice. Are we going to go for the ego route where we think everything is just a lie and nothing's worth living for? Or are we going to allow ourselves to fall in love with life and ourselves? That's our choice. And I choose the mm-hmm. creative path because that's life.
1: Thank you. And the quote we usually I usually get from guests, even on my business shows from that movie, of course, is uh, the Sicilian Vizzini saying, inconceivable. That's usually the quote we get from that one. So I was very happy to get a different quote from the Princess Bride. Thank you very, very (laughs) much, Angelique Delightful. And thank you for the explanation. Diane, I have to tell you, Diane and I have this little, little thing going because Diane sent a quote from a very popular Christian music group called Mercy Me. Uh, They had six independent albums before they got signed to a record label in 2001. They had a crossover single. Uh, Their first album went triple platinum. They have eight studio albums. They have 13 top five singles on the Billboard Christian Song, seven number ones, eight Dove Awards, many Grammy nominations. They had their eighth album. Uh, Their ninth album is called Lifer, and their tenth album is called Inhale, Exhaled in 2021. And the people in the band are Bart Millard, Robbie Schaffer, or Schaefer, Nathan Cochran, Michael Schuser, and Barry Grohl. And what's special is that the song is called Happy Dance, and I don't usually listen to Christian music, it's just not, not my thing. And I listened, I always, when a guest sends a song, Diane, I always find it, I Google it, I click the link, I was up and dancing, seriously, <sighs> and I put it in my calendar. At nine o'clock every morning. I've been keeping pretty steady with that. And if I don't do it at nine in the morning, I do it in the middle of the day. I'll play it. I'll put it on my phone. I'll go in the kitchen. I'll dance all over the house. It is a happy song. It's not a religious song at all. It opens up in the video with a wedding, and he's saying something like, And you'll be happy, blah, 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 and you're together and it's wonderful. And then all of a sudden the pace changes. It goes into this hot dance number called Happy Dance and it is just I wanted to play it, but the radio station said it's copyrighted music and we don't have the... Pr- Diane, we should have gotten Mercy Me to come on and sing it for us, but the line mean? that Diane, Diane picked, should
4: sing it for us. Diane
1: and I might sing it, but the line is so, is so beautiful. The line she picked is, we're so consumed with what we think we're supposed to be that we stop living like we know that we are free. I really brutalized that, but happy dance, and he says happy dance and they pick a man and a woman in the wedding party who are sitting in the corners of this it's like a, a rustic place not a fancy restaurant mm-hmm. and they get them up dancing and the guy is really kind of doofy looking and then the woman says, hey you in the corner with those concrete shoes come on up and dance and everybody does this dance and the two-year-olds and the 80-year-olds are all dancing and it's just and then they keep saying happy dance just like not happy happy dance right on the offbeat And it really gets you going. So I I want everybody listening to just Google Mercy Me, two words, the name of the band, Happy Dance. You have to hear it. So Diane, I want you to explain this. We're so consumed with what we think we're supposed to be that we stop living like we know that we are free. Go ahead, unpack it for me. I'm so excited.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm so glad that it gets you you dancing because... That is, that's the inspiration. I mean, if you think about it, life is so heavy. You know, I deal with people who are, you know, their traps are tight, their body's tight, they're holding themselves, they're driving to work. There's so much heavy that we're free to enjoy our lives and to take care of ourselves. And, you know, that that's what I like people to do is I remind people that you have to take care of you. Because all that stuff going on around you is just that. I mean, if something happens to your physical body, well, that stuff doesn't matter, does it? Because that's going to be your all-consuming. And take, just taking the time to dance, I mean, I do that with my grandkids. I, I put Mercy Me on. They love it. And my, I get my mother up. She's 86 years old. And my brother. And we're all doing this. That You know, we're doing the dance. And um, a funny story about that song, though, is Mercy Me. They wrote that song because they have um, a bar, the lead singer. He has five children and he wanted he wanted to just make, you know, like do something just so that they could he could embarrass them. But everybody ended up loving the song. And now when you go to one of their concerts, they end with that. So the whole audience is up and dancing and then they shoot off the, you know, the confetti and everybody's just getting to it. That's what life should be about. You know, things are heavy, but don't forget to smile. Don't forget to look where your creativity
1: is so that you can grow and learn and just enjoy life. Amen. And do the happy dance. They're also a very interesting cover band. They have something called Song in a Mug. There's a video on YouTube. And they put the categories of or the names of songs on little pieces of paper in a mug, and then they dip into the mug and take one out. And then the five of them play that song. I heard them do some, I think Stevie Wonder, and they did some Beatles, and they did some Bob Dylan, and they oh, are re- just sitting around in a room. No oh, fancy schmancy. So go go find their cover songs anyway. Diane, yeah. thank you. I, I've been waiting weeks to have you on the show for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I'm and, so happy to hear you enjoy oh, it. Oh, thank it, you. It, 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 Andy Hahn has picked a wonderful quote, very iconic. Rick Blaine, played, Rick Blaine, played by the one and only Humphrey Bogart, the movie Casablanca, 1942 American romantic drama film starring Bogie, and Ingrid Bergman and Paul Henreid, filmed and set during World War II focus as an American expatriate, Bogart, who must choose between his love for a woman, of course, Ingrid Bergman, and helping her husband, a Czech resistance leader, escape from the Vichy-controlled city of Casablanca to continue his fight against the Germans. And in the very last scene, he is seen walking away, and he looks at Lewis, I think it was the policeman, and he says to him, Louis or Louis, Louis. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, which
4: is very ironic. Andy, talk to me. How'd you pick this one? How I picked it was a true act of creativity. I just, just didn't think at all. And I just opened what was there. And that's what was there. So I said, that must be it. And then I had to say, well, now I have to explain why that would be. So then after I got through with my gut and my heart, which is what shows it, I said, oh, why would that be about creativity? And then I sort of sat with it and I knew, which is both of those men were very wounded. And they both basically said, uh, or as Rick says, I stick my neck out for no one. And his whole world, he says, like, I'm just thinking of myself. And the end of the movie, both of them say, I'm going to think of something bigger than myself. And an act of creativity is when you get beyond the egocentric self and you say, there's something much bigger than me. And uh, they both found it at the same time, and then they found each other. And they truly, you know, the real love in that story on one level is about those two men and how they found each other. So I never Yay. thought about that until I saw it. So, yeah. I, I, yeah.
1: Isn't that interesting? I'll, I will tell you all that I used to ask my guests on this show and on my my business shows, my technology and business strategy shows, uh, I used to ask my guests just for a famous quote, and then they would explain it related to the topic. And I was getting so many quotes from, do I have to tell you all Churchill and Einstein and Mark Twain and Peter Drucker and Walt Disney and uh, you name it, uh, you name it, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. And after a while, I could quote, I could just see what they were going to say, and it got to be very... Oh, okay. We have another (laughs) Einstein quote. Can we go to sleep now? And when I start to fall asleep during my own shows, that's not a good thing. So I changed it about two years ago and I said, let's go for pop culture. Let's go for quotes from songs that Diane people may or may not have heard of before or introduce some songs, lyrics to songs, movies, TV characters, famous or not. And it has just been so much fun. Like with you, Andy, sometimes it just... Pops up as something you want to talk about. And there we are. So thank you all for doing the work, doing the effort to pick some very interesting quotes. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to pick, you've each sent me four statements on what creativity means to you. We're going to get down and dirty with this. And I'm going to pick a statement from each of you. Uh, Angelique, I've already looked at, I'm looking at your statement number three. I like that a lot. And I'm going to read it for you. Not a pop quiz. Don't worry. You don't have to go searching for it. And you're just going to unpack it. And if Diane and Andy, either one of you want to say anything, remember you wave one of your polite little fingers at me and I will see you. Otherwise we'll move on. And Diane, I'll pick one from you and then one from Andy. And we'll maybe do it twice. So Angelique says, we make choices that starve or feed our creativity. Isn't that interesting? Angelique, unpack that for us, please.
3: Well, I think when we start to really look at how we make our choices, we can notice this, this should be obvious once we really take a look. Now, every choice is really life or death. If you look at it, it might not happen instantly, but if we eat enough donuts, like I've done in the past, (laughs) eventually it'll kill you. So really, if we could just look at those choices, why make it so hard? Like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Comparing, contrasting, pros and cons. It just becomes a big drama. Just like, is this feeding my creativity? Does this make me feel more alive? that's the road for me to take.
1: Very interesting. Does this make me feel more alive? Does this spark the spark that makes the creativity create? How's that? Mm. <laughs> it's kind of inside out. Andy or Diane, anything you want to say about that? I think that's fabulous. I, Andy, I'm, and Andy, Andy I think there's something in there about not blocking the creativity. I think there's something in what, what Angelique said about not being blocked and not having Painful memories of what it may or may not have been to be creative or not. I will tell you, some. sometimes a theme comes up on this show where people talk about getting out of your comfort zone and, and doing what you want, singing and dancing and painting and doing that and not being afraid, not letting the naysayers put you in your place or tell you that's not good the lesson I've learned with my creativity, I won't get into too many details because I think the audience has heard it a few times, is that you have to be aware of picking your audience for whatever your creativity is. Never expect everyone will like what you do. Never expect everyone will congratulate you or pay you or pat you on the back or celebrate you. You may get people who don't like what you've done. I had an author on one of my other shows recently and I asked her, what do you do with negative reviews? She said, well, I don't get many of them. But I said, well, how do you feel? Do you take it personally? Well, of course she does. She wrote the book. It's her. It's part of her skin. It's what she put out there. And so we have to be aware. And Angelique, I think this was part of your statement number. If I go back to your number four, just briefly, we needn- needn't allow fearful people to restrict our creativity. The implication mm. in that, Angelique, is that people who are afraid of what we're doing. Angelique, you want to just unpack that briefly before I move on to Diane? Oh, I, I I would just love for everybody
3: to let that seep into them, you know, in a way that they can look around them and say, who around me is criticizing me? And is it really about me at all? Uh, um, great chances that it isn't. It's about them being afraid of something. I mean, even if I just look back in, in my own life, the people who criticized me the most and tried to hold me back the most were the ones who were most afraid I would leave. Mm. So the smaller they could keep me, the closer to the chest that I'd be. <laughs> you know, uh mm-hmm. it's just important for us to recognize that it's that the criticisms aren't about us, but the compliments might not be either. It's really about the other person, so just mm-hmm. do our best to recognize when it's actually Hitting home when it gives me a rub, yeah. Then I've got something in me that I got to work on. The interest because
1: the, the compliment may not be about us either. That I've never heard that put yeah. quite that way. Very insightful, Andy. Anything you want to say?
4: Um, yeah, a couple things. The first is because you're making me think of some things, Angelique. The first is uh, about a dinner party that my parents threw, and I was probably about in fourth or fifth grade, and I heard them all laughing. So and I walked into the dinner party and they were clearly laughing about the man who was in honor of a man who was the biggest talk show host in radio in Boston. And uh, he'd had on someone who had believed in ESP and they were all laughing at that. And um, they were kind of condescending. And I said to them from a very innocent place, I said, well, if you could see and everybody else was blind, how would you prove to them that you could see? And they didn't say anything, so I walked out of the room because I knew they didn't (laughs) have an answer.
1: Fourth grade.
4: Well, yeah, well, I was a (laughs) strange kid. But I'll I'll tell you the other thing is my field doesn't, my field has a lot of problems with what we're doing because they think that it's not very scientific, even though it gets truly miraculous results, because we open to things that people can't see. We open to other lifetimes, or we open to non-material things and uh our field is very into quantifiability and so we see things like people who are psychotic and it goes away in a session or one woman who had a major depression and fear of crowds and uh chronic neck pain and alienation and that went away in 30 minutes and they say what you're doing is impossible but
1: if if you did it and you have proof and it happened, then it's not impossible. It may be for what they think and how they would do it. Andy, thank you. Diane, did you have anything you want to say about Angelique's comments? Yeah, Angelique,
2: that's very insightful because I I I'm no I have dealt with that myself. You know, like uh, misery loves company, and um, I worked with a a man who had severe OCD and anxiety disorder. Um, as a life coach for 25 years, and the his fears put you know like it it to it really does put down other people, and, and they don't people don't mean it. It's just that they have their their own insecurities, and uh, that was very insightful, Angelique. Thank you for sharing that with people, because it's true. People need to hear that.
1: Thank you, Angelique. See one one idea sparks some thoughts. Angelique, you want to <laughs> comment briefly back? If we
3: allowed ourselves to just listen to those things that we notice and not doubt ourselves, we all have these things inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's
1: important. It's important. Yep. My my mom used to have a I call her BS radar. She yeah. lived to hundred <laughs> years, one month and fifteen days. <laughs> And she could tell when somebody walked in the room or somebody was talking to her. She could tell when there was C.R.A.P. coming out of their mouth. And she just knew when they weren't being authentic or sincere or they had an agenda. She just knew she was very good at that. Let's move on. Diane, I'm looking at your statement number one. Most of this is about your work. So I'm picking statement number one, which has the word creative in it, although they all did. But I like this. You say, I get very creative when I am massaging. I feel like I create masterpieces with my hands on my clients. Ooh. Well, let's hear about that. Diane Cherico, go ahead. You know, um, first of all, I think you're a chip off the old block to your mom. I had to, yeah. you had to just uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, um, I, I enjoy it um, because like um, most of the time, my, my clients are quiet. Sometimes they talk and that's therapy for them as well. But if they're not talking, then I just to get to create. So my fingers, like I feel them like the muscles and I make shapes on them. And and when I do the back, it's like I make hearts and they just that, you know, like they eat it up or the fig- one man mentioned it. He goes, oh, my God, what did you just do? I said, what? what? He said, you made like the figure eight on my back and. And 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 for me, it it just kind of flows with it, and I, 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 it makes me enjoy my work too. Do you ever write messages on the back? I
1: have to ask. Like That's like question, you know. Like fifteen <laughs>
4: minutes left.
2: This
1: is the last part. Of <laughs> yeah, exercise more, please. Exactly. Or, I do your uh, stretches. Do your stretches. I like that idea. <laughs> that would be a riot. I've, I've, I I've used to fall asleep. I uh, When I was in Durham, North Carolina, I found a beautiful spa that had a hair salon downstairs and a spa upstairs. Spa upstairs. And I found a regular Mrs. and I'd have, I go there every Thursday. I'm a creature of habit. I'd have three massages a month. And the fourth Thursday, I went downstairs and had my hair done and touch yeah. up and all that stuff. And m- most of the time, The lights were dim, and she had the sound machine with the waves on, and a little bit of gentle music, and she put a little bit of peppermint on the pillow. After a while, I couldn't lay on my stomach, so I laid on on my side, Diane, Mm -hmm. and she put a body pillow underneath my knees, and then I had to turn all the way over on the other side and then on my back, which was fine. But she accommodated me. But much of the time, I fell asleep. I fell into a fairly deep sleep. It was so... Mm -hmm. Beautifully. Is relaxing. relaxing. And so good
2: for you. I mean oh, the, the yeah. benefits of massage. A lot of people don't don't know that or you know, don't think mm-hmm. about that, but the benefits, I mean, just clearing the lactic acid, you know,
1: toxins, everything else. And then she give we she'd hug me as I handed her the tip in the hall. She'd give me five minutes. But what's interesting, the, my only regret was it was a half hour away on two parkways from my house, and I had to drive home afterwards. Yeah, and it's definitely. like, no, do I really have to drive in yeah, and drive? I like the idea of the nap.
2: When, yeah. when you had the place where you were able to take the nap. If someday I'm going to have a center and I'm going to give people the option? Do you, you know, if you want to take a fifteen half an hour nap. <laughs> because it's true, you mm-hmm. know Sometimes that that you just is true. Want to relax afterwards,
1: absolutely, and that's why the the place at the the butterfly garden had that big meditation yes. room where you could just yes. lay down. Nobody bothered you for a half hour as long yes. as you wanted to be in there. someday someday I'm someday. gonna do that. Yes. I'll, I'll yes. send you a link to that place. You'll take a look at what they did. Andy Han. You. you're welcome. Andy Han. I'm looking at statement number three. This is interesting. You say creative inspiration comes from the gut and the heart. Andy, talk to me. This is interesting. Andy, wow. are you awake? Oh,
4: okay. I'm, I'm, I'm wide awake. I was thinking about what you were saying. When there's what I said, I was like, hmm. um, "Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's sort of what I was saying to you before. It's there's an intuitive aspect to something where there's a part of you that just knows something is true, and it's not like you figure it out because figuring it out doesn't get very creative in my experience. But like, just open to something, and you say you ask a question, and something comes to you, you. Say, really, and it's like you know that something is dancing you and then it touches your heart in some way that it just opens you, you know, in to something some a deep place of uh, joy and wonder. And then of course, then you can say, and then it's like with the the chorus, why did I say that? And then I started trying to figure it out. But it's really, everything is, I think from the bottom up, not from the top down. And I think creativity, you know, if we think about pro creativity, it's really from the bottom up and not from the top down and it's like our bodies know, our guts know, and our hearts know, and then our head sort of is in the service to that. And that's what that was for me. So.
1: Thank you. Very, very interesting. Uh, I started painting about four years ago when I was in Durham, and uh, it was very interesting. I... Moved in and I saw an ad in the local paper for an artist kit, like in a portfolio bag, like an artist would carry or an actor, you know, with the big bag with the flat bag with the handle. And I went, it was on sale and I bought it and I stuck it in a closet for almost a year. I said to myself, I'm not an artist, what in the hell am I going to do with this? I didn't even look at it. I just stuck it in the closet. One day I found it. I opened it up I said, that's nice. And I put it back for two weeks and I opened it up again. And I looked and I said, gee, there's a little book in here It tells you how to do watercolors and acrylics and pencils and crayons and all kinds of stuff. I said, well, that's interesting. And I left it out, a great big kitchen counter, a great big kidney-shaped counter, huge, and I put it on the end of the kitchen counter. And a couple of weeks later, I went and found some paper and I took out some of the watercolors. I started painting his little pictures. I said, well, that's not going to get me anywhere. What am I going to do? I don't know. I, I went to Michael's where I got it and I bought a bunch of canvases and I started playing with the watercolors and the picture you see behind me here was one of my early paintings, not the lips. The artist at Voice America put the lips on to go and read my lips, but that is my my watercolor version of watercolor and glitter of a city. Those are the tall buildings in the city, oh. and those are real earrings that were missing their mate. I had a collection of, of earrings, and I punched them through the canvas, Andy, and I put the little gold back on the back of the earrings, and these were the decorations in the windows of the building. And I started to do a lot of geometrics that I took a ruler and I'd take a magic, a very thin line marker, and I'd draw all these lines, and then I'd start filling them in with paint. And then after about six months, I said, "Well, I don't know if that's really working for me anymore. I've got fifty, seventy five paintings. I think I'll go to acrylic. So I discovered paint pouring. I took some lessons online. I started doing acrylic paint pouring, painting with a balloon and painting with string, no more brushes. And then I decided to make collages. So I saved wrappers from all kinds of paint. Anyway, it's just been an evolution. But Andy, it's it's like I'm talking to me and saying, what's next for me? What do I want to do? I'm not selling them. I'm not exhibiting them. My garage is one of my galleries, if you will. The walls are empty. I put my pictures up. But it's an interesting thing of what do I feel like I need next to do? that will make me feel happy was I was doing five six paintings a weekend I was starting at one o'clock in the morning it was just coming out people say oh (laughs) do you sell them no I don't have to I just enjoy them I I, they make me happy so anyway just um, it does come from somewhere in that gut that feeling of needing to play with color and shapes Andy quickly comment
4: Well, the only thing I was thinking as you were talking, because I really appreciate your story. But I was thinking of a story just fast, which was, I told the class that I was going to teach them something, which I had no idea how to do. Mm -hmm. I was going to meet them. I was meeting them every other week. And I thought about it for... 13 days, and I tried to figure it out. I got no place. So the day before the class, I'm laying on the couch, sort of like, and I've sort of like said, I give up. how, How are you supposed to do this? And I started to fall asleep. And then it just came to me how I'm supposed to teach them. And something very simple came to me. And I said, Oh, my God, that's it. And that was the foundation of the most powerful work I ever learned. And it was not something I figured out. i because I tried and tried and tried and I couldn't do it. and then I sort of came into this state where I was like half asleep and then just came to me and I said so there's something about that that's beyond any kind of rational knowledge.
1: There is. There is. And What I'd like to do now briefly, and thank you all for the statements. I appreciate what you what you sent to me and what we were sharing. I want to do some famous birthdays. And then I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a little poem about my mom at the end. I try to read a poem a week now from my 30 days of poetry challenge with the Writers' Writers Digest people. Today is Judy Collins' birthday. Judy Collins, the famous singer, songwriter, musician, seven decades, Academy of award nominated she's a director she has done folk music country show tunes pop music rock and roll and standards and she's known for the clarity of her voice 36 studio albums nine live albums compilations four holiday albums and 21 singles anybody want to guess how old judy collins is today take go- oh oh keep going up in her 80s yeah how high Anybody? She's 84 today. 84. God bless her. Rita Coolidge is having a birthday today. She was uh, Songs on the Billboard Magazine, Pop Country, Adult Contemporary, and Jazz tar- Charts in the 70s and 80s. Two Grammys. Anybody remember who she was married to and was singing with? Chris Christopherson was her husband. Oh, really? They did music together, oh, and God. she wrote uh, "Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher." Was Rita Cool? Your Love, and she wrote the theme for the 1983 James Bond Octopussy. The move, the mm. music, all time high. She was discovered in LA by, L.A. by Delaney and Bonnie. She was a backup singer for Leon Russell, Joe Cocker, Harry Chapin, Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, Dave Mason, Graham Nash, and Stephen Stills. And she was featured in an album tour for for Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs and Englishmen. She wrote Superstar, and she never got any credits for it. And it went on to become a hit for the Carpenters. Interesting. Tim McGraw, she's 77. Tim McGraw, the multi-platinum singer-songwriter, actor as well. 11 albums, number one on the country billboard chart. Anybody know Tim McGraw? Okay. He, up to the age of 11, didn't know that his father was Tug McGraw, a famous baseball player. He didn't know that. He went to Florida Community College in Jacksonville, dropped out to become a country singer when his idol died, (laughs) not his father. He and Kenny Chesney were arrested after Chesney tried to ride a police horse in 2000. I thought that was cute. He's married to Faith Hill, and he starred with Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side in 2009. And one more, I have to mention one more famous birthday. I'm hurrying through this because we have a lot to do. Jamie Dornan. Anybody know? Ladies? Diane, Angelique, Jamie Dornan. How about he played Christian Grey in the movies
4: 50
1: 50 Shades of Grey? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And he was also cast as Will Scarlet in the film Robin Hood. He played in uh, Anthropoid. Before Fame, he was in an Irish folk band called the Sons of Jim, and he was also a model. Okay, there you go. Ray, singer-songwriter Ray Parker is 69 today. Byron Stewart, the actor, is 67, and Lizzie Green from A Million Little Things is 19. Happy birthday. I have three social media stars you've all never heard of, I'm positive, and they're having special birthdays. Kylie, K-Y-L-E-I-G-H, Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E, is 10 today. The only reason I'm telling you that is because she has 1.5 million fans on TikTok. 1.5. I know. Andy, be still. She's a social media phenomenon. She posts comedy and lip sync videos. She started cheerleading competitively. Her mom signed her up for cheerleading, modeling, acting, and beauty pageants when she was way before 10. She has posted videos of herself doing ventriloquism with puppets. 10 years old today. Happy birthday. Just Jordan 33 is 20 years old. She has 2.1 million subscribers, Andy. She does challenge videos. She had one called the Operation Slime Challenge. I don't even want to know. She's part of a family channel. That's That YouTube 3 Family. And she has a vlog channel as well, vlog. She's 20. And then we have a young lady named Inquisitor Master. One word. Her real name is Alex Teran. She's a YouTube star at 28. Andy, are you sitting down? I don't want to upset am. him. She mm-hmm. has 9 million subscribers. She's a gamer and a cosplay person. Uh, Comedic gameplay commentary. She has played Nintendo 64, Xbox 360, PlayStations 1 through 3, blah, blah, blah. 9 million subscribers. What mm-hmm. can I tell you? In music history, on this day in 2019, Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers married Sophie Turner of Game of Thrones. On this day in, let's see what happened. Uh, for the first time, MTV Unplugged featured rap acts in 20. I'm sorry, in 1991, LL Cool J stole the show, took off his shirt, and sang, Mama Said Knock You Out. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Destiny's Child on this day in 2000 released their third album about sisterhood and empowerment, first time that they had Beyonce and Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams. In 1995, woohoo! Andy, you got to really sit still for this one. Nancy Sinatra, mm. at 54, appeared on the cover of Playboy, and she was in the centerfold wearing only her boots. Let's move <laughs> on. Uh, Let's see. Tim McGraw. We all mentioned Tom McGraw. James Brown performed on this day in 1966 on the Ed Sullivan Show. He brought his own band for the whole James Brown experience. Most solo acts only acted on their own. He had the cape and he dropped to his knees and was revived. And on this day in 1965, Herman's Hermits hit number one with Mrs. Brown. You've got a lovely daughter. Okay, Uh, today, national holidays. It's Couple Appreciation Day, Global Love Day, International Doodle Dog Day. My grandpuppies are doodles, Labradoodles. It's uh, Learn to Ride a Bike Day, Chocolate Parfait Day, Mother Goose Day, Pure Bread Dog Day, Rotate Your Beer Day, Save the Rhino Day, American Cheese Month. Now we're getting into months. May starts, Better Sleep Month, Chip Your Pet Month clean air month, correct posture month, Diane, that's for you, creative beginnings month, that's for all of us, date your mate month, gifts from the garden month, international business image improvement month, international civility awareness, we all need more of that, international drum month, I'm still drumming, respect for chickens month, I have no idea, leaders of tomorrow month, it's lettuce month, motorcycle safety awareness, asparagus, barbecue, bicycle safety, chocolate custard, egg month, hamburger month, inventors, meditation, Mediterranean Diet month, salad month, salsa month, share a story month, strawberry month, vinegar month, I want to know about vinegar month, and small business month, tennis month, and zombie awareness month. I thought you'd all appreciate that. I want to quickly read a poem about my mom, and then we're going to have you all give your websites really, really fast. If I can find it, here we are. This is called The Scent of Mom. Her first scent I remember was Shalimar. Shalimar is the first ambry perfume in history. Perfume, Shalimar, mythic fragrance with bergamot, iris and vanilla notes, an intense wake with a touch of impertinence, glowing, <clears throat> embodying skin-caressing sensuality with a hint of the forbidden, mm. glowing like my mom. I was too young to wear it, but I saw her on her dresser, it on her dresser and I dabbed it behind each ear to practice being grown up like my mom one day. Her next scent I recall was Madame Rochat, an elegant eau de toilette for women with floral notes, a fragrance for confident women. Confident like my mom, years later I bought it to remind me of when she and dad entertained friends, Andy, at elegant dinner parties in our home. I still have the bottle to cherish those memories of mom each day. Her last scent was Charlie. The legendary Revlon perfume presented in 1973 as a floral fragrance opens with aroma of lemon blossom along with hyacinth and peach. Middle notes bring rose, oris root, lily of the valley, cyclamen, and carnation to the composition with bass notes. This was a winner in 1974. Legendary like my mom. I bought Charlie, sprayed it on gently. I left a little in the bottle to smell the remaining waft and remember her. I'll always have the scent of mom every day. That was my smell Mm. poem. I loved it. Thank you. We have just one minute left. My goodness. Quickly. Angelique, website. Fast, fast, v. WillyGrow.com, W-I-L-L-Y-O-U-G-R-O-W dot wcom and Angelique Meadow.com. Thank you very much. And Diane, where do we go? Get the knots out. G-E-T-T-H-E-K-N-O-T-S.org.
4: Perfect dot org. Andy Hahn, where do we go? Lifecentered dot com and this is a book I co-authored called The One Hour Miracle, which I hope you all read.
1: We'll look for it. Thank you very much. Thank you to my engineer Andrew. And here are my closing words. Everybody listen up, I'm gonna do this fast. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. It's the only way. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> And never regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody cares. Dance like nobody's watching. I hope they do. Sing like nobody's listening. La, And love like you've never been hurt because we all have get over it. Money talks, Mm -hmm. chocolate sings, and last but not least, I stole this line. Thank you for turning me on. Bye, LinkedIn. Bye, Facebook. (laughs) Don't go away, guests. Bye, Voice America.